Let's make planning this year's garden a lot easier with the Planter app. This app is packed full of features. It has companion and combative planting, which are indicated by green and red circles. It has a simple drag and drop interface. It has 80 plus plants and thousands of varieties. All the info is needed to grow veggies, including when to start seeds, transplant and harvest, the ability to create custom plants and varieties, a growing guide with in-depth articles to supplement the quick info in the app, not to mention that you can view it and use it both on your PC and on your mobile device, so you can always be planning your garden on the go. This app is used in my garden year-round to plan the upcoming seasons, reference the last year's seasons so I know when to rotate, and it also helps me to learn more about companion planning using the visual cues. When you create your garden, it's going to be based on the dimensions and each block is going to be a square foot. I've had a lot of fun using this app and the Planter app, which is spelled P-L-A-N-T-E-R, is available in your app store on both Google and Apple. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and plan your garden and use the link below to get a discount on the Planter app. There was a little bit of delay for our goals. That's just because we didn't really want to come up with new goals right away. Just kidding. We're going to talk about our goals for 2023, and it's going to be the ongoing game if we can keep them. So let's get them on the books, and then we'll follow them through the year and see if we do it right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. I felt like I was talking in circles a little bit there, but I got through it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're I'm I'm ready to make some goals. I I do want to start this whole thing off by saying, and you know, you feel free to agree or disagree with me that the setting the goals I think is an important practice for a gardener, especially if you're trying to like further your skills or anything like that. What What do you think? I sure. Sure. Okay. You're on the fence. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, like I don't want it to be stated in that way. And it's like, oh, if you've not set goals, you're really not trying to further yourself, you know, so. No, no, I'm, no. I'm yeah. always attempting to be the protector of those that have not asked to be protected. <laughs> I, I understand that. Yeah, that may be misconstrued, but no. And I mean, I think a lot, you know, it's like you get up one day and you're like, I'm going to grow a tomato this year. That's a goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be some big, crazy, lofty thing, you know? Yeah, especially so. if you've not grown tomatoes. I think that could be, you know, a pretty awesome goal. Um, I I was trying to think about, you know, what my goals would be for this year. What's reasonable? What's kind of a, just a throwaway, like a filler goal? And then I went back to the why, right? To your your point in, in kind of this opening. And it felt like to stay encouraged, to stay motivated, you know, I, I need something to be building towards, you know, and I, yeah. I feel like there's a, a small part of me, super small part of me, like a pinky toe part of me that's just like, but you're growing food, like that's enough, but it's really not. You know? Yeah, it's just food, Batavia. Back <laughs> off. You don't even really need it that bad. It's not like we're growing water. Yeah, it's um, you know, and some of these goals. Growing um, water. Uh, one, 
<laughs> one goal in particular that I have is actually an ultimatum that I've been given. So there is that part mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't really have a choice but to meet this goal. But um, no, you know, and one thing that has really helps me with my goals every year is the planter app. So check out the link below and get it at a discount for yourself. Um, Wait, get it. There we go. There hey, we one go. More time. So new year, new me is in full effect. I really feel like I pulled something just now. But um, why is the bell so far away? Because my desk is further away. I've not <laughs> I've not organized my office yet. All right. I'm going to recover. Charge ahead. We don't have workman's comp for you. So um, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I'm just How trying to stay whole until, I tried to reach uh, for a bell. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay whole until uh, I can get out to in the garden in spring. Yeah. But in all seriousness, um, they are a sponsor of these next upcoming shows and they it really does help to make a plan visually. So definitely check that out. But we're each going to give five goals. Mm-hmm. Is that a good even number? Yep. Well, well, yeah. when you add them together, mm-hmm. they're even for sure. You see how that goes? Yeah. I was just talking to my son about odd and even numbers. Oh, boy. They don't don't teach kids math like they should anymore. I tell you that. <laughs> And it makes me feel really old to say that. But um, I'm going to let you go with your first goal. And we're going to have Leonard record the goals mm-hmm. this year. We're going to try and get it right. And then we're going to come back and listen to it. So this is not connected. Obviously, I know that the Planters app is a sponsor of the show. But my very first goal was write out my garden plan for 2023. Um, and it's... It kind of, you know, I've been fighting it for years, right? I kind of want to be free and decide when I want to plant, when I want it, whenever I wanted to decide it. Um, but I have to start with some order, right? Um, with this idea of growing steel. This has been an ongoing goal in at least three seasons, spring, summer, and fall. Um, and with the space that I've continued to expand into, I, I need to have a documented plan. I need to keep myself honest. Um, yeah. And that kind of ties into kind of the what, but it also ties into the when for me, which is probably the bigger struggle. Like I can find a number of reasons and excuses to delay getting things, even seed starting, getting things in the ground. And I need to pull that in a bit. So you've never really done um, a plan like that? No, I'm always doing, um, well, when I first was designing the front yard garden, I had like a garden bed design, right? But when I speak about garden plan, I'm talking about what I'm planting where, which again ties back to the app. Um, And I've always had a loose idea in my head. Right. And I may make some notes here or there, like bed one has this, bed two has that. Then it takes me like two days to find the note in my phone and it's just a whole mess. Um, so I am dedicating the official, all right, this is where it's documented. Yeah. I am going into a greater level of detail. I feel like I'm testifying. I'm going into a greater lo- level of detail, Your Honor, um, because I, I need that. Objection, hearsay. Yeah, I need that discipline. And I've, I've fought the <laughs> discipline, but it's clear I need it. Well, you know, and it's kind of a, it's really a coincidence that you bring it up, but I, I, I'm going to use this moment to talk about that because I, for years have drawn out plans and it, man, it just, unless you get graph paper mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. it really doesn't work well. And I remember it was like two years ago, I was, um, 
I've, this is a little bit of my personal life, but I lay in the bed at night until I fall asleep in, especially in the winter. And I plant gardens mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just looking around and I found the planter app, P-L-A-N-T-E-R. But, um, I, man, I must have been one of the first people to get it because it was like in its infancy <laughs> at that time. And it instantly changed the way I have done everything because for a long time, I always wanted to do it digitally. You know, as, as much as I get on you about having a notebook and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I always wanted to do it digitally. And I would go online and I would search out, you know, um, garden design plans or apps or, you know, spreadsheets and man some of them very expensive yeah, yeah, yeah so i always backed off and then they were like overly complicated but this one was really easy for me to do and it came it's almost become like some kind of sick hobby of mine where i like i'll plan something and then i'll delete it and then i'll restart and i'll delete it. i do it like four or five times but then the next year it really helped me because then i could see what i did the previous year so I made different profiles and then I could see what I did the previous year. Mm-hmm. And then that really helped me with my rotation. So if I had a, like, usually I'm pretty good about having it in my mind, but sometimes I'm just not that good. And it'll, it, it's like a, a good visual cue. So it's really helped me out in the years. And I mean, I remember I never planned a garden and it was always just like, I'm gonna put this here and put this there. And there's dude, there's still some of that going on in my garden. You know what I mean? Like I don't ever follow the plan to the T, but it, it does help me out. So, well, the interesting thing is, so there are a couple of other layers I want to touch on because it seems like, okay, yeah, you, you know, you create a plan for whatever, like, you know, a family reunion or you create a plan for, you know, a vacation you're taking. Like it seems very, you know, um, high level, like, okay, yeah, you create a plan for it. But some of the benefits that I anticipate and to combat the struggles I've had is as I'm fine tuning number of plants and yield to expect which translates into how much food I want to ultimately grow and store I can't I can't just be, have it like you know dangling around in my head mm-hmm. right you know and so that's going to be really key to just generally my overall goals for the garden they're, they're probably not necessarily like the five that we'll talk about today but as a gardener, if you will, right, you know, it's going to influence that. And the only way I can see to get to there <laughs> is to yeah. is to start documenting this. And a reason, one of the reasons why I have been reluctant around crop rotation is I just I don't like the restraint. You know, I, I want to yeah. wake up on the first day of spring and say, oh, I'm I'm feeling, you know, growing this here. And again, yeah. that's not the way that crop rotation generally works, right? Um, but my ears and eyes perked up when you said, looking back at last year, because I've given up on the idea that my memory is accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. It's as accurate as you want it to be. Yeah, right? Um, it's <laughs> Once I get into this kind of thing, I know myself and I know that it's going to be exactly like you. I'm thinking about edits that I'm going to make to the app. You know, I don't want to pull up the app because I don't want to shine the light from my phone. But when I get up, I'm going to make this edit, you know, um, and because I can get kind of wrapped around the axle. You know, I've tried to avoid it over the years. So but here we are. It's time. Yeah, I, I support it. I say go for it. And I think it, I think it's a good practice to have. And if not, it, you know, one other thing it does help me do, too, is help me do my companion planning a little bit mm-hmm. better because it has indicators mm-hmm. on it. Um 
and some stuff I just don't know. And, you know, I don't always companion plant, but what I try to do in there is I try not to combative plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. if something's not going to yeah. get along with something, I, I try not to put it right next to each other. So there is that aspect of it. Okay. Okay. Well, then we know that Batavia is going to actually make a garden plan this year. And I can, is this going to be year one or have you been thinking about this for three years? No, this is year, hey, now this is year one. <laughs> I'm gonna well, pull old Batavia out. I, I've been whatever I have been doing. I don't think it's it's not what I'm focused on doing this year. So I've been doing yeah. some stuff, right? <laughs> right. Um, You're just trying to fine tune it at this no, point. No, no. I'm trying to. It's kind of like if you walk around your house and you see little post-it notes or something, or like on the back of napkins. Like it's it's the equivalent of that. You know, and then I forget about it for months, you know, so it's definitely been the poorest of poor man's versions of planning out when I'm growing where. Um, so I'm calling this year one and actually doing it. My hand has been forced. So what Batavia just told us, everybody, and I want you to really listen to this, is if you walk into Batavia's house, there is, in fact, a wall with nothing but post-it notes of little notes written all over the place for her to remind herself in her garden. That's what I envision. The idea that you've invited people into my home is a little bit, un- <laughs> makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but, all right. So, my goal, and this is, I'm just going to start out with my ultimatum. My wife came to me two years ago and she goes, I want corn. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And I tried to grow like four or five years of corn, didn't work. And then last year she's like, I want corn. So, I tried it again, tried to cheat the system. Um, and plant it later in the season, like I've been told you could. Didn't work. I got close, but it didn't work. So this year, she comes to me and she goes, if you don't grow corn, we're going to have an issue. And I said, okay. So my goal is to grow and harvest 32 ears of corn this year. It's a very specific number. I have a 32 square foot bed. Each corn, Each square foot gets one seed so that would give me and if corn grows one ear per stalk that would give me 32 in a perfect world now i have chosen a variety of corn that is known to produce two ears per stalk so i've given Mm -hmm. myself some leeway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i search high and low and i've got a super sweet variety called solstice that i'm gonna grow and if it gives me two ears per, if it's known to give you two ears per stalk, then hopefully I can squeeze out 32 ears of corn. Now, truth be told, she probably only wants one ear of corn, but I'm going to give her 32 ears of corn. <laughs> so that's my goal. Now, the other caveat is I'm a plant in the wild garden, which, as you know, has had issues. So we're going to do that, but it has caused me to make some drastic changes. This is going to be the most expensive corn I've ever eaten in my entire life. I'm not even lying to the tune of a couple hundred dollars to get it. But damn it, I'm going to be set up for it. And I'll go more into that at a later date. But just note that I have done my research and I am fully dedicated to growing my wife corn. So there you go. Wow. Do you think I can do it? Oh, I'm confident you can do it. I believe in Damn, you. Damn, I hope I'm so glad you're confident in me because I'm not. <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm gonna go by the book. I'm going mm-hmm, by the book mm-hmm. this year. So May corn goes in the ground, not July, and try and squeak it out at the end of the year. Like, oh, I'm, to something. I'm doing it all. So 
so I rewrote this and I tried to cheat my next goal. Um, but I decided to, I was, um, walking into the house and I said, girl, if you're going to make it a goal, if you're going to actually say this out loud to people, go ahead and go with your initial thought. So it's open the garden no later than Uh oh, <laughs> the first day of spring. And so that means prep the garden spaces, start hardening off if weather permits. These are my notes. Plant something within week one. Right. So the cheat was I moved it out to April the 1st. Then I said, you know, I've actually planted the first week of April, so I know I can do that. You know, again, assuming mm-hmm. that there isn't like some tundra that's coming through. And so I said, no, this this needs to happen in March. You know, if I'm going to commit to spring and then summer and fall gardening, I need to push myself to get out earlier. So I'm coming out of dormancy, you know, you can describe it as. Um, And so I'm slow to get out there. I know folks are like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm kind of like, oh, you know, all these projects are in my head. And then if it's not sunny today, it's like the first sunny day in like a month, it feels like. If it's not sunny I don't care what the temperature is, 40 or or 50 degrees even. I'm just looking outside like, well, and I know all, I mean, I know how the body works. I know once I get moving, I'll be warmer, yada, 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 yada. Um, so anywho, that is my goal. And that's, I mean, I tried to put these in order of, at first I thought, oh, let me put them in order by the quarter. Like, you know, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter of the year. Then I said, I'm just going to put them in chronological order. Then I said, you know what? Just put them how you feel. And so these are the first. Just put them out in the yeah, world. Yeah, these are the first two that came in mind. But these two actually kind of work in order. Right? You right. know, so I'm actually really excited about the return to consistent gardening. It's just getting out of the starting gate for me. Yeah. Makes sense. That's um for you. That's a lofty goal. <laughs> the moment when someone knows you and <laughs> you think you're hiding something well. Yeah. You ain't hiding nothing no, from me. Cause I know. Cause how many times have you told me it's been June 1st before I started my garden before. I, but no, well, I, well, that's actually a really good conversation piece. I was, um, I called my great aunt. I've been delinquent and getting back to her. And she's so sweet. I won't tell you the story. Maybe another day. But this was 345 yesterday, weekday, mind you. And I said, I was putting on my pajamas and I wanted to give you a call because I'm waiting until dark before I get in the bed. So this is my mindset when it comes to kind of the winter and the cold weather. Like this is 3.30 p.m. And I am, you know, a small meal away and a conversation away from getting in the bed for the night. Right. I didn't wake up at 11.30 p.m. You know, I've told you for a long time, I think that in the spring and early spring, you can have a banger garden. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to you're going to be happy. As long as the weather permits. I mean, you know, you definitely have to give yourself some leeway with that one. All right. Goal number two for me. And I'm going to kind of, I'm going to lump this in to make it easier on old Leonard over here. I'm going to, I'm going to focus more on growing essential edibles in my garden this year. So um, what that means is stuff like, different vegetables that are can be used in multiple recipes that's like a staple in a house mm-hmm. so onions carrots cabbages 
Um, obviously tomatoes can be used for multiple things in my house. Um, you know, different greens and stuff like that. But really, instead of doing like a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit over here, just doing like big plantings of mm-hmm. them so that I can focus on mm-hmm. it. And then I can actually know like, hey, this is what I'm going to get because I didn't do this this year. So if you come um, over to Sandy Bottom Homestead on YouTube and check out what's going on in my garden you're going to see that I have like two cabbages in one bed and four cabbages in another bed and three broccolis over here and six broccolis over there. And, you know, it's just kind of spread out mm-hmm. haphazard, which in my defense, I did acquire a sickness in prime planting time. So there was that issue. But now it doesn't, you know, that's hopefully not going to happen again. So moving forward, and I've, I've made my garden plan, everybody. <laughs> And um, it's actually set up and designed that way. So there's like bigger planting. So like white potatoes are going to be one. And I'm actually going to do two beds of white potatoes. So there is that portion of it too. So we're going to spread them out. And my other goal has to do with that. So I will mention that as well. But um, I think it's going to be good because like last year, I try to grow a lot of proteins and stuff like that. And while they're good they're limiting in what you can do with them. So we had done an episode. I can't remember if we released it to the world or if it's only on Patreon, which if you want to be on Patreon, check out Patreon down below, you can get special episodes, but we did one about essential edibles and referring back in history and the way people looked at it. And it's like every time you watch like an old cowboy movie or something like they always be eating some damn stew. (laughs) And, but I mean, seriously, if you look at like what goes into a stew, it's all these essential edibles. So, um, I think it's gonna. I mean, there's going to be space in my garden for other things. Don't get me wrong, but as a general purpose, like I'm really going to try and like focus on that. And I think it's comes down to the planting of them too. And those mass plantings. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to take about a minute here and I have been doing, so we talked um, for the 2022 goal recap. We talked about some struggles I've had with like scheduling things and all of that. Um, and I did a bang up job at doing a lot of like food prep, everything from preserving for cans, doing more meals in cans. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm going to eat for like a week off of those, but like, and a lot of things in the freezer and I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, like there are a lot of meat products more than I would ever eat, you know, just on a natural week or a month, like more than I normally eat in my diet. And I was thinking to myself, like kind of the why. And a part of that is I am still pretty limited when it comes to um, your cowboy stew, for instance. Like I don't have, and I I don't, I'm not a vegetarian. I eat all of the things, you know, I've dabbled in in my past. That's a pastime though. You know, we don't talk about those days, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but that's not my desire. It was just much more natural to kind of default to, all right, you're planning a meal. This is what the meal is going to be planned around. So anywho, I said that to say, when you talk about those essential edibles, it does push me a bit further to say, start with your vegetables. And if you do that, 
then you can plan around how to create meals around that and preserve meals around that. So, you know, I love this goal. Um, it's not on my goal list, but I will be carefully. You can amend it. Yeah, I'll be carefully shadowing you there. Um, it's definitely yeah. a theme of my garden. And I didn't think about it in that way until you said that for the goal. So thank you. Yeah. And, and to be specific, the one thing that's really pushing it is um, the me growing of onions. Mm-hmm. So I'm really like I've, I've made the statement in previous years that like I never really wanted to grow onions because I was like, what does it matter? You can get them for so cheap at the store. Now they're not cheap. I'm growing Vidalia um, type onions or a dollar an onion. So, you mm-hmm. know, I can get four onions in a square foot. You know, you can kind of do the math from there. So building it out now, I may... If you if you look at my garden in the summer, there is going to be like onions in one bed and onions in another, but that's because I'm my design is separating different plants based on what's combative mm-hmm. and not, and so like building a buffer into it. Yeah. So for instance, one of my beds is going to have two rows of onions and then a row of carrots and then a row of beans, but onions and beans are combative. So my thinking. And based on my research is if I take those carrots and I put them in between the two, then I'm giving it a buffer zone and it's not really going to be an issue. So that's kind of my thought process behind Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And the other issue, too, with the onions is, you know, we start I'm going to start growing them. Well, by the time you're listening to this, I've just planted them more than likely. Um, They won't be harvested until like June or July. So it kind of eats up this like precious space for me to put something else in. So then I've got to come back. So, you know, when I do my plant pro, my, my garden design going back to Batavia's, I'll do a summer. I do a spring, a summer, and then a fall design for each year and fall will bleed into winter for me. So, you know, based on that, like my spring and summer where the onions are is kind of eaten up. But I can try and find something else to kind of put back in its place, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Am I yeah. making sense? Okay. So, but that that's the essential edibles. So, we'll see how it works out. I need to do some serious thinking in, for my household and figure out what our personal essential edibles are. Because I don't personally believe in essential edible. There's like, this is what an essential edible is. Mm-hmm. I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's important, though, and I think that um, important that you define what your essential essential edibles are, and you may even have to look at it. When I think about it, I have to look at it not what my today diet is; it's kind of my aspiring diet, right? Um, so I'm going to move on to my next one, and it's I like the tangible idea of like adding a number to something. Um, so did I write down the 32 ears? So I love that. Right. So mine is, um, grow three new things. This includes veggies, herbs, and fruit. I need to tap into my garden discovery hat, you know, it's Dora the Explorer. Right. And I need to be able to say, I am trying to grow what's traditional because that's what I want to eat. I am trying to grow those essential edibles, but I need to play. You know, and so for sure, I don't know quite yet if that's a cap or it's the, you know, push yourself to try three new things is the way I wrote it. But it also may be, you know, a way to rein myself in too. you know, because, you know, you know how I roll. Yeah. So I know exactly how you roll. And it's not necessarily um, 
it could be three veggies, right? It's like veggies or herbs or fruit. Um, fruit's always been a struggle for me in my space, but that's the goal. It's pretty straightforward. By the time I get to the garden plan, going up, back up to goal one, I'll define what those three new things are. I've really been sifting through my seeds and um, I have limited my new seed purchase because on one hand, I have so many seeds I've never opened packs for. And on the other hand, I also do recognize um, that some seeds aren't as... Um, uh, prominent when it comes to germination based on age, right? You know, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. balancing the idea of, oh, I do want some new ones, new packages, maybe new varieties, but I'm not going like, you know, it's like not like a clearance sale or anything. My neighbor, my, my male person is going to be like, what's happening? Are you still gardening? I've not seen a lot of stuff come in here. <laughs> so I, I got lost. What is the actual goal? Grow three new things. Three new Period. things. That's right. Three new things. Do you know what those three new things no, are No, that's yet? why I was talking so still... much. I was trying to talk my way out of okay. not knowing what they are yet. <laughs> I yeah, felt like okay. if I said more words, then you'd be comfortable with moving on to the next goal, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, look, look, it is what it is. I mean, you know, and, and just that just goes back to mine where I say the essential edibles, but there's always a place to carve out in your garden to test and try new things because you may very well stumble on an essential edible during that time frame. And then that exotic or whatever term you want to use could easily become a staple. So um, I think that worked for me with Desi squash. Uh, uh uh Um, That's spelled D E S I. So I got some seeds from Baker's Creek uh, years ago and I planted it and man, the squash was delicious. It was just, it was the best tasting squash I had. And so I've grown them each year and they've become a a staple of mine. And now I'm glad you brought this up or we both brought this up because I need to do a germination test to see if what I had, what I did last year is actually going to save or not. Um, I might have to buy more. And I think they are the only people I can find out, which is unfortunate because, as you know, I don't like to buy from Baker's Creek, but that's a different story altogether. But that has become a staple in my garden. So um, that is an essential. It is surpasses your crooked neck squash by oh, far. Okay. Um, so, guys and gals, I am trying to be very disciplined and tamper down my excitement. We're a few episodes into the new year and there's so much I want to tell you guys. <laughs> like, and there's a lot that I haven't even told young Ben here. And so I'm trying to pull it all back, you know, because these are things we'll cover in future episodes. But I'm just going to say that there may or may not be seeds germinating in a place that's not my old grow room. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. Is it based off of a conversation we had a couple weeks ago? It absolutely is. Amen. That's all I got to say. God is good. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Look, as a, as my GFL, there better not be any secrets. They're not. Do you know what a GFL is? Garden friend for life. That's yeah. right. So um, <laughs> it's not a secret. It is a announcement. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I have a couple of yeah, those too. Yeah. So, um, All right. You ready for mine? Yes. So this goes back to my potatoes. I'm growing two beds of potatoes. Now, my goal, my goal is to give my son his own garden bed and have him grow it this year. Oh, I just be still my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and I'm going to start him early. 
I'm going to give him a bed of potatoes for multiple reasons. So one, um, I asked him, I said, this, you're going to like this. I said, David, do you want to have a garden bed this year? And he goes, you mean like my own? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, okay, what can I grow in it? And I was like, well, we'll work on that. And I was like, do you mind if I put you on camera doing it? And he was like, you damn right, daddy. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> so we're, I'm going to have him do it and not on camera just for multiple reasons, but I want him to be able to go back and look in the future and be able to follow his first garden mm-hmm, bed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting him, I cannot remember which potato I'm getting him, but it is a early maturing variety. So he won't have to wait as long to get his results from his planting. And then after that, I think I put like squash in there and stuff like that for him. And he obviously if he doesn't want to grow it, he can do whatever, but his job is going to be to take care of that garden bed. He's going to have to fertilize it. He's going to have to plant it and he's going to have to harvest it. Now, I'm not going to lie when I said I put the low harvesting stuff, the low growing stuff in there. So I didn't have to bend over as much to harvest because, you know, the older I get, my back gets a little bit more tired. (laughs) So he's all young and spry. But I think moving forward, that's going to work out well because he shows interest. And so I don't want to be like, no, it's not time. It's not time. So a couple weeks ago, we were doing some work in my garden and and my uh, dear old dad came down and he was helping me. And I was like, David, come on out and help. And my dad looked at me. He's like, I don't want him to help. And I was like, well, I don't give a crap what you Mm -hmm. want. I want him to help. And he's like, he's just going to help. He's not going to, he's going to be more of a hindrance. And I was like, no, he's not going to be a hindrance. I was like, I got this. This is my Mm -hmm. son, you know, because he's usually my gopher. Mm -hmm. So it's like, go for this, go for that. And he loves it, you know? So I was just like, when that conversation unfolded, I was like, no, I'm not going to be that type of father. I'm going to be better than that. So I'm going to try and get him involved and see how he does. And I mean, look, it might be boring planting the potato, but when he goes to harvest it, he's going to have a bang up time. You know what I mean? So, you know, I was, um, I was around, young David's age in the 2000s when I first started my garden. Um, Y'all watch out. That nose is like growing. (laughs) Okay. All right. So if we rephrase this and speak the truth, I really wish I had captured footage of the introduction to gardening. And if it sticks for him, gosh, the memories, you know, yeah. Um, that's super duper special. And I am going to hold back my tears because we have another <laughs> half of the episode to go through. Well, I want to say this too. He doesn't have to love it, but what he has to do is he has to learn how to grow mm-hmm, food. Mm-hmm. And just, if he only does it this year, if he only does it one season, at least he's seen the process and he gets, he already helps me out in the garden all the time. So it's not much of a stretch, but he's, um, you know, he's in it. And I mean, he helps me do the construction and stuff like that. Now, usually I'm not going to lie. It usually ends up me being like, come on, son, <laughs> come on. You're helping me to death, but we get through it. I saw something and I'm going to find, I'm going to go back and listen to the, um, the gardener and get the exact quote, but it was something around, um, every other species, um, you know, hunts or or creates their food. And yeah. uh, this was his explanation for why he gardens. And he's like, I should as well. 
right you yeah. know so um i'm definitely with it it's it, i mean come on it's a lot easier to learn most anything when you're young how about that teach them another language too all right so i'm gonna move on to my next one and we're rounding third for me and this is a numbers game but it's very intentional to so much of what i've talked about in these last couple of episodes do i need to strap in well i mean you know you put my seatbelt on you tell me when I get done here. So double the amount. I know, right? Double the amount of green vegetables and the amount of vegetable-based sauces that I preserve. So I said preserve, not necessarily grow. And I can preserve them in any way I want. This absolutely feeds into what I mentioned as an offshoot about, you know, it feels like there's far more meat than I want in my diet. Um, And I want to set myself up. Um, I love... I just had, um, you know, my favorite is like roasted garlic and tomatoes and pepper sauce. Like the seasonings are so limited, very little salt, right? Absolutely no sugar. Um, and it's perfect, you know, and I freeze that because it's not canning safe. Um, and while sure my default is to eat it with bread or pasta, <laughs> we're making baby steps, right? Um, that includes sauces, includes things like pestos and things of that nature. So, I'm going to do a count. I don't have the number now. A count of how much I put away this year. Green things. It could be green beans. It could be um, it could be broccoli, you know. So how much did I put away this year for the green things? And then separately the sauces. And then the goal is going to be to double that. Okay. Double. 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 I know I have ten. I know I have ten gain. green cans of green beans. I've eaten like one or two, but whatever. So either it's going to be twenty or twenty-four. That's an example of what I'm talking about here. Well, I know how to do math. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I think I wanted to illustrate like that's a pretty big jump, which you're the emphasis you were putting on double. Oh, you illustrated <laughs> it perfectly. No. I, so, do you make your own pesto now? I do. Do you, do you, do you use it a lot? Yeah. And I freeze it. So I've only, uh, I think this is like the third year. This past season was the third year I put it away. Um, I did a traditional basil pesto and I don't even buy it in the store anymore for probably two decades. My best girlfriend and I, we tried different ones. I've told you this story before. And it's like, one of us will text the other. I think I got the one, like the one. And it's like, eh, not quite. Mine is, yeah. my recipe is the one. And it's, it's hmm. not, I mean, it's not about the... That's a bold it statement. Since it's it's being frozen, I can add in, you know, every jar isn't the same. Every container isn't the same. But when I put it away, I love it. I also did a carrot top pesto, which I'm probably just... I've heard that's yeah, good. Yeah, I'm going to... My carrots were a bit mature. <laughs> they were carrot elders. So the uh, carrot tops were a bit... Um, had a bit more bite in them. If I can get them younger... It will be very good and another way to use carrot tops. Yeah. I Luckily, I don't have any problem growing basil, so that's not an mm-hmm. issue. Now, I will say that I made basil last year and it got buried in my freezer and I couldn't find it. So I didn't eat it at all last year. And then I made more this year and then we found the bag. So we added to it and I've been eating the basil, not the basil, the pesto a lot. And I've really enjoyed it this year. So I'm, I'm with you on that part. Like... Um, I, it was shameful that I was like, man, it's been in here the whole time and I didn't know. Because that's like a totally, if you don't eat that, that's a totally different pr- flavor profile you can add into your meals. Yeah. And 
we do it in ice cube trays. So I've been like testing out like how much, how many cubes do you add into a meal, which to my surprise is quite a few cubes. <laughs> so that's actually um, a good you- point when it comes to the pestos because they are rich in cheese and rich in oil um and but to your point so i have jars put away i didn't do any cubes but the cubes would be really good because you can add it to the top you know whatever your protein is so a dab here versus like again my the tr- traditional way i would eat a lot of this is through pasta and eventually i will get away from that being the primary you know vehicle that i consume these sauces with but for now this is where i'm at yeah, we add it to uh, our vegetables to flavor our vegetables. Yeah. So I'm gonna start in February, which is just gonna be like next week or a couple of weeks. I'm not sure where this airs now, um, but I'm gonna start tracking. So I already have that somewhere noted. <laughs> Maybe I should put it with my garden plan. I already have like number of jars of things, um, number of you know. I did a lot of stuff pe- bell peppers too, but that's a different story. Um, but I'm gonna start tracking the consumption of it um, because you know. Once I go in, I go all the way in. Yeah. I and mean, you definitely got to go by how you feel like eating, yeah. too. I yep, mean, yep, yep. you know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to have pesto once a week because you might get up and be like, I don't want pesto mm-hmm, this month. Mm-hmm. But you make it happen, yeah. Captain. All right. Mine is I want to grow in my ween, my, my, my ween house. Ooh. I want to grow in my greenhouse throughout the summer. I've been waiting on this one. So what I'm going to do. Is I figured it out. Master plan here. I'm going to grow okra and husk tomatoes in one on each side all the way down. And I'm going to take out the side windows of the garden, of the damn the garden, of the greenhouse. Uh, I think I can get them out without making any big errors. And then that way they'll it'll be cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, I can start them in there a little bit earlier. And when I say a little bit, not much earlier, but a little bit earlier, I can get them going and then I can remove them. They'll get the fresh air. I will not have any rain coming in. I'm not going to take the top panels out that I know of unless I can get them out. But I have an irrigation system set up in place in the greenhouse at this point. So I should be good to go on that. And then I, you know, if I can dedicate that, cause I, I want, uh, okra is really big in my area. If I can put five okra plants in there, I might be able to get enough okra to kind of sell a little bit to kind of offset the cost of my mm-hmm. garden. So that's going to be my plan for that. And then as far as the husk tomato goes, I mean, come on, who I need all the husk tomatoes I can get. So there is that. And then it'll just kind of be like, a, it's, it's like a way of me expanding my garden without expanding it yeah you know what i mean so previously it's just been so hot in there during the summer right uh hot's not even the word to use but yeah so once you take those side panels off it's going to be basically the same temperature in there as it is outside so that's my plan we'll see how it works and i is there's going to be some stability issues you know, as far as like when you take the side panels off, if I, if I only take it off the sides and not the ends, which is kind of what I'm hoping I can do, if a gust of wind kind of gets tr- stuck in there, it could potentially rip the other panels out. So I do have to keep an eye on that, but I think I can make it happen. So we're going to give it a shot and see what goes on, see if we can't do it. It's it's not, I, I mean, in, 
my dream is that it would work out great the first year, but I think ultimately it's going to take a couple of years to get right. Yeah. But I may be wrong. Now that I have an irrigation system in place in there, it should be good. So, so we shall see. This one is probably one of my favorites of yours because you know there are a number of challenges going into it. Um, and I can really appreciate you stretching and, and saying, let me, let me give this a go. And recognizing coming into it, it may take you know a couple of years, even a couple of seasons to work your way through it to get it to the place that makes sense for you. So good job on that. As long as I don't get possums stuck in there anymore, I'll be good to go. Dude. I feel a little nauseous so. even you saying the words. What, I don't know possum? if I've ever seen one on camera that close. If that makes <laughs> sense, right? I've had them, but you know, you know, and I wrote it up on them. Yeah. Yeah. So we're referring. I went out to my garden the other day, my greenhouse, and I opened it, and it was in pieces inside. And there was a possum that was stuck in there, so I grabbed my camera and I got it out. And I felt like I was as gentle as I could be with it. You're very kind. I did not, and I, I was very kind. My my initial reaction was to shoot his ass, but I did not. He's out, and he's he's living the best life right now. He'll be back, but we'll be ready. Um, I did want to tell you though, I didn't bring my dog out there mm. because she would pin it, and then he would play dead, <laughs> and then I'd be stuck with a possum playing dead that I'd have to remove. So and do they? There was that. But do they fight? Would they have fought Shari Dog? Like after or no, they just, just play dead, they just yeah. fall over and play dead. Mm-hmm. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen I mean, in my life. I know the whole idea, of, you know, where uh, this playing possum sound goes. Uh, I I was so happy. So he called me and said, you know, you could hear the tenseness in his voice, and he told me about it. And then you know he had his camera, and so I was looking forward to seeing the video. I'm just like, oh, you know. Oh, this thing is so freaky. The first, I think you did, you put a reel up and it was like the tail and I almost dropped my phone. Right? <laughs> like, and, so, and so I was like, oh, just trying to protect you from the, the mean world of the internet. I'm like, oh, I hope he's kind, you know, to it. You know, and so you absolutely were. Yeah. Um, and I say that to say, I typically have just been throwing rocks from my upstairs bedroom window. Now, I don't have a good aim, so I'm not hitting, you know, whatever the creatures are. It's been possums and uh, raccoons that I was throwing rocks at in previous seasons. So I'm just trying to startle it. Um, But I can't guarantee what I would do if I had the courage to get that close to it. Well, I wouldn't kill it unless I was going to eat it. So that's first and foremost. I don't think I want to eat a possum. Now, I will say this. I will shoot a raccoon in a heartbeat because they eat my chickens. Mm -hmm. So there is no question about that. They get, you know, they get it. But other than that, I mean, I mean, I was pissed that it was in there and it did so much damage. But I was like, whatever. You know, what are you going to do? You can't change it. You know, killing it's not going to change the fact that it just it panicked and got out. Now, cleaning the doo-doo out of there. That's a different story. I was not impressed, but... (laughs) Let's go to your next one. I'm tired of talking about yeah, the possum for the I, day. Um, I had these. I'm trying to get playing around with some things. As, again, remember I told you a long time ago, I'm working on something. Not really, but I'm in the beginning stages of thinking about working on something. So I only had like these two little uh, oatmeal muffins. And I don't know if I'm really just hungry, dehydrated, or nauseous based on this story. So moving along to my, <laughs> <laughs> my last one. So this is... I wrote this down as more intentionally share my garden with others. I have a whole paragraph 
to remind myself of the plan here, which I'm going to hold back on. Um, but I've had this, it's kind of like the social community part of gardening. Um, so this speaks to friends, family, neighbors, right? You know, and so I am, I'm stepping out a little bit on faith here. I'm coming outside of my, my comfort zone. Um, and so that's all I really want to say about that, you know, primarily for safety reasons, but also because I'm still kind of developing the plan, but I'm uber excited, um, plainly put to have one more opportunity to talk about gardening. No, no, no. Um, I feel like I can help others in a different way, you know, even different from what we're doing, what I do on YouTube and so on. So that is, um, this is the first time I'm saying it out loud. I've thought it in my head and the form that it's going to take, um, I'm committing to. And that's that's super important for me. Next so, level, baby. I'll tell you So offline. I like that. Yeah, I like that because I was talking to someone the other day and, you know, the podcast, the YouTube channel and all that's great and all the social medias. But I was telling I was like the one place that I've failed more than anything is not being able to be a part of the community, Mm -hmm. my community Mm -hmm. in which I live in the aspect in which I give to the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. needless to say my community. And last year I was, um, I got a message and a lady was like, Hey, we got, um, we had somebody cancel at our farmer's Mm -hmm. market. I see that you have seeds and you have a garden seedlings. Do you want to come sell? And I said, sure, why not? And I went there and I had the best time talking yeah. to people about it. I mean, it definitely made some money. Don't get me wrong. But it was helping people, showing them, being part of the community and them realizing that there's more places and more different things to grow than what you can get at you know, your big box stores or what have you. And that was something that's not one of my goals because it's already going to happen. Like I'm, I'm actively putting myself out there, but that's something this year that I do want to partake in more as well is being part of my community. And as a gardener, I mean, dude, if you've listened to all 250 episodes, you're ready. Get out there and do it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, um, so in 2019 was a huge step for me. That's when I kind of, took my gardening act on the road from a social media perspective. That was the birth of my YouTube channel and be better garden, uh, as well as my Instagram pref- uh, presence. And then 2020 was, you know, and this was probably before we knew what the pandemic was. It was the introduction to what we're doing today, which is yeah. really, really huge for me. Like we've talked about the story of how, you and I got there my, the year of yes, if you will. I think you're the only person I said yes to that year. Uh, and so that was... That's all you needed to say yes to. Yeah, well, says you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really huge. And so we've continued down that road. But I feel like, and the, the placement of it being a goal is really important um, because I feel like, again, it's time for me to stretch a bit further. Right, yeah. you know. And I love the idea of like recognizing what, where I'm lacking when it comes to what I really want to achieve. Um, and it all started with wanting to help other people. It's not just like, yeah. look at me, look at me. Um, although sometimes I'm super cute in the garden. Not all the time, but sometimes, you know, so that, that is look at me. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, I, I think that um, it there's a bit of like not necessarily being comfortable with being vulnerable, right? Opening yourself up quite literally, your, your space up. Um, but also to be quite frank, plainly put, it's time consuming. 
you know, so all of these ventures that we're talking about, whether it's YouTube, whether it's what we're doing here um, on the podcast and other things related to the podcast and this next goal, it's going to be time consuming, but I absolutely think it's worth it. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, last year, um, totally, un- well, not totally, but mostly unrelated. I, uh, I started a small Instagram page for my bonsai and that was huge for me because I've never yeah. done that before. Never other than going to shows and like, you know, getting judged by other, you know, judges and people doing it, just the general public having them able to find it. I, I've never done that. And it was a big deal for me. And I didn't, you know, I don't post on there a lot, but when I do, it's me opening up and saying like, Hey, this is what I have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's like your ni- 2019 yeah. for me was that I don't, I don't want anything out of it. I just want to show it. And it was a big step for me. So I, I get where you're coming from. And to be able to, in your community, do something like that, I think that's going to be real. Now, you, are you talking about in-person community or... In-person community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good thing. So, And it's going to help you grow as well. It'll help both... Because you're going to learn Absolutely. from other people. Absolutely. And, it, and let me just say this. You're going to learn from other people... But you're going to learn from other people that grow in your area, mm-hmm. in your climate, in mm-hmm. your zone, in your time, but growing what you grow, how you, you know, you're going to learn all that stuff. Um, we got a message the other day about somebody asking us like, hey, do you know of a podcast that grows in zone X? And I was like, no, but we cover these two zones and you can, you know, you can split the difference in the information that you get and figure out how you, you know, what you should be doing. But that shows that there's a desire for people to learn more in their certain mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And was it you that was saying that people used to learn? You were telling me in that same conversation that you say, yeah. I don't want to. So put I was work, uh, you know. watching uh, uh, someone on YouTube, um, I think in Scotland, and that's not necessarily relevant, but um, it the gardener was talking about how the best of um the internet is the best of gardening but also the worst of it the best because you know look at all of the exposure we have we can you know tap into what so many gardeners are doing all over the world and then the exact reverse of it it's the worst of it because of that same thing because we've um lost touch a lot of us with kind of getting feedback getting direction getting mentored by people that are local and 10 times out of 10, if you're growing where you're growing, um, experience and advice from your local folks is going to be the best. Now, the way that we communicate, it's a lot easier on us to listen and look at people that we may not know personally, because I'm that same way as well. It definitely takes some work to engage the level of like, you know, asking your local old timer, you know? Um, yeah. So I definitely get it. Um, and this is just, again, one foot, one toe into trying to, to reconnect with that. Exactly. All right. That was your last goal, last right? Last goal, baby. All right. So my last goal, which I've already mentioned out loud on my YouTube channel, but I'm going to say it here as well is, so my beds are set up as a four by eight, right? Generally speaking, they're four feet wide by eight feet long. And when you walk up to my garden, the four foot space is in front of you, right? So when I plant my beds, generally I plant mm-hmm. rows along that four mm-hmm. foot spacing. 
I want to change that and plant along the eight foot spacing so I have longer rows instead of, I mean, I guess, what do you call them? Columns, maybe? I don't know. If we do spreadsheet mm-hmm. terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I did You're a lot of looking at it and thinking about it. And, um, a lot of contemplation about which way to grow. And I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing that I never thought about it, to be totally honest. Um, but I think that if I do the long ways, I'm actually in the long term going to be able to get more out of my garden. And I know it doesn't make a lot of sense if you just briefly think, say it. But if you think about yeah, it if- and you think about certain plants that you're planting, you, you're going to be able to squeeze more in that way without putting a lot of pressure on your garden. And as far as the way the sun falls on my garden, it's going to allow me to get more and more sun if I plant correctly. Yeah, the, the orientation of the sun is really key there. So you should feel foolish. And I felt foolish when I accidentally just kind of haphazardly changed the flow. And I realized that it resulted in kind of problems with some of the things I was growing. So I generally plant the long way. So in your bed, I'd be planting eight foot rows versus a bunch of four foot rows. That may be another easy way to say it. And I changed that to plant four foot rows. And the way my son, the way my son is set up, (laughs) um, I, and and specifically the things I was growing in there, you know, I ended up pulling plants midsummer because they just weren't thriving. I was shading a lot of stuff out and I knew I'd had had success growing similar things you know in the opposite orientation last no, year or the year prior it, the so, one way it really um, got started we just can't think um, of it or all, it got out of right? control me plant, i'm just going to call them columns for the rest of this conversation is the first year i planted carrots i walked up to my garden and i said all right i'm gonna plant i think two square feet maybe and i did it like right in the middle of the bed like it, on the front edge of the bed and then like it just made absolutely no sense and so each year as i've grown carrots i've kind of done them in little blocks and i'm like dude if you just do like a, a solid row of them you're gonna get way more mm-hmm. and then you're not gonna be jumbled up and you're gonna have like your cabbage overshadowing it or something like it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense and it's actually low-key it's been killing yeah. me to have my garden this winter the way it is because i'm ready to make the change. And I've, I've, there's almost been a couple times where I've gone out there and just been like, screw it. I'm going to rip everything yeah, up. Yeah. And so there's one garden bed in which I have done that. And if you look on one of my videos, it's in the wild garden. And if you're facing the bed, it's the front left bed. I have, it's a six foot bed. Maybe I don't know exactly. I can't remember, but it's got like four or five uh, broccolis in the front row. And then it's got like two mustards kind of staggered on there. And then it's got a back row of cabbages. And so it's like, I can, I can visually see that like, oh yeah, I've definitely got more Mm -hmm. in this bed than I would have the other way. But the problem is, is I didn't think it through and I didn't put, I put the cabbage behind the broccoli. Well, the sun hits that bed facing the way it rotates my sun it hits it forward. So the broccoli is actually overshadowing my cabbage. So that's kind of an issue. So, um, but there has been times where I'm just like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. pull it up. And then we got that like Arctic blast and it kind of did a number on a couple things, which I'm, so I'm not totally upset with it, but 
it's one of those things where you just kind of got to get through it and then I'm going to make the change and we'll see how it goes this year. And I'm setting myself up for success in other ways to do that. So there, that's my fifth and final goal. Now, with that being said, I did it last time. So this time, Batavia is going to give you the recipe of the day. So I have two parts here and they are completely unrelated and I had a speech prepared for the first part. So I have been getting into reusing things, you know, so not tossing out your broth or something like that. Right. And so um, for those that canned pickles last year, like I don't know a lot of y'all, you know what you're doing, but generally after I eat the pickles, I'm done with the jar. I'm done with the liquid. Although there's an occasion That's I gross. keep it in the refrigerator because it's a good chaser, you know, if you're taking shots. But anywho, um, I <laughs> I finished a jar of refrigerated pickles. This still will work with ones you've properly canned. But I finished a jar of refrigerated pickles and it still has some yummy dill liquid. Right? It was like garlic and dill. And so the pickles had peppers like a couple of hot peppers and some onions in them and I have been using the onions like on sandwiches you know the pickled onions and you know on salads and all and so I said instead of tossing it just cut up a whole bunch of more onions and go ahead and put them in the jar and put them back in the refrigerator right and that's absolutely what I did and they are delicious at every stage so the more time they're spent in there the more pickling is going to happen but I did it in the morning and in the afternoon I added some to a salad they were tender enough to not be feel like a fully raw onion um so the speech around that is um, I'm committed as goal number six for these recipes to get better. I'm not starting at the high point. I'm starting at a low point and then they're going to get better. Um, now, the recipe that I'm going to give, it is cabbage with sweet potato and coconut milk. And I may have given this recipe uh, before, but as we get into spring, very shortly, the countdown is on. You'll be growing cabbages. They're in the stores. So I'm going to run through the ingredients we have three tablespoons of vegetable oil, a fourth of t- uh, teaspoon of red pepper flakes, one cup of finely chopped onion, three, t- um, four cloves of uh, garlic crushed, half a t- tablespoon of ground cumin, one teaspoon of curry powder, one cup of vegetable broth, one can of coconut milk, a half a cup of tomato sauce, one tablespoon of tomato paste, salt and pepper to taste, two sweet potatoes peeled and diced you're going to start with them raw but i have a trick there Uh, one small cabbage shredded one cup of shredded coconut juice of half of a lime and a couple of cups of frozen peas all right so now i'm going to go wrap it fast because we're going to put this recipe on patreon so for those that are connected to us on patreon you'll see the details and be able to give some credit to the the person that uh, created this recipe so starting with a large saute pan heat the oil in medium heat Add the pepper flakes, onions, cook, and stirring until they begin to soften about five minutes. Then you're going to add your seasonings, your garlic, your ground cumin, your curry powder, and cook and stir that for about a minute. Then you'll add your vegetable broth. 
I'm pretty sure I said broth. Add your broth to it, coconut milk, sauce, tomato sauce, tomato paste, and then salt and pepper to taste, right? So you're creating the base for your soup here, if you will. Uh, bring it to a boil, reduce the heat, and then you're going to break it down to medium low. I'm literally reading this, so know that. You're going to add your potatoes, cabbage, and shredded coconut, and then you're going to cover and cook for about 30 minutes. You're going to basically, in the last couple of minutes of cooking, add lime juice and peas, because you know the peas are only going to take a couple of minutes. You're heating those through, right? And then you're going to serve on top of rice if you'd like. Uh, the cheat here, you can cut down a little bit on the time, is to boil those um, uh, diced sweet potatoes. Because at that point, you're really just waiting for your cabbage and your sweet potatoes to get tender. And your sweet potatoes will probably take a little bit longer to get tender than your cabbage. So you can do that if you'd like in a separate pot and then add them to your um, coconut <laughs> curry <laughs> sweet potato cabbage stew that we just created <laughs> I've, I've had it I actually have some in the freezer um, I freeze it without adding the coconut milk um, and so when I basically thaw it and, and prepare to eat it I'll add coconut milk to it it's just a general preference for me when it comes to dairy Don't forget to send or that to something me so like some Patreon. other milk product I try to add that at the time um, of cooking it I like it I like curry yeah, it's not. Don't listen now. Don't don't be out here. Like if you go to a real restaurant that prepares curry, this isn't this. right? <laughs> so uh, it's not the same. However, it is still delicious. I don't think it's possible to make the same curry they make at the restaurant. I think that's their plan for yeah. it never to be possible. Yep. I, I've often thought about going on a culinary sabbatical. Mm-hmm. to Asian countries to actually learn how to do their food. And then I looked at the price and said that that's not possible. <laughs> so um, there is that. But anytime you can use sweet potatoes other than just baking them, I'm game. And I hate sweet potato fries, just for the record. They don't get crispy, dude. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely, yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's can I, I get a basket that. of your finest soggy sweet potatoes? You know, Soggy, oily, if I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. Come on. So there you there you go. We got goals. We got 355 days to meet them. So we'll see. Now, the question I have, Batavia, what is your confidence level that you're going to meet all of your goals this year? As I look back over the goals, <laughs> oh, those are yours. My confidence level and me meeting your goals is pretty limited. Um, I think that I feel great about four of the five goals, mm-hmm. 100% confidence. Um, I think that the double the amount of green vegetables is maybe a little bit harder than I think it's, you know, and the sauces than I think it's going to be. Yeah, for me... I feel pretty good about them, believe it or not. I've been thinking about them for quite a while, so I feel pretty good, but nothing's definite. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and keep in mind, some of the previous year's goals, we still apply to this day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, for instance, like I'm starting my whole garden from seed again another year. So, yeah. you know, that's something to think about as well. Like they don't just, they're not just one and done. So, um, I think the hardest one for me is going to be the corn. Mm. I think so, but I've got, like I said, I've got a plan in place, so we'll see how that works out. How are it based on your heat? How are it based on this is the first kind of dedicated time you've spent growing it, and it's just new. And, and so no, the heat, no, that's not an issue. It's going to be 
the bed that it's in. And it's going to be the actual, because, you know, corn is not that easy to grow. Um, you know, a lot of people think is, but after I've read, I mean, I've read enough about it where I'm like, okay, there's like certain things that take time and a lot of effort in order to get this vegetable up and running. So you get a decent quality harvest. You know, I'm sure you can just put a kernel in the ground and water it like everything else. But, you know, I've been reading about it and the people that grow corn, like that really grow corn, they get really into it. And then there's obviously ways that you don't have to get into it. So I'm still trying to hammer down my fertilizing schedule for it and not really schedule, but the actual fertilizer I want to use. So I've got to figure that aspect out. There is a... a, uh, Precision may not be the word. There's a window uh, for harvesting corn as well, yes. and then the um, varmint. Um, so you have to keep an eye on the critters that may try to get to the corn before you. Yeah, that could be another issue as well. But mm-hmm. we will uh, we will take care of those critters as we see fit. So um, there may be squirrel stew on the menu. Just saying. <laughs> I'd be happy to visit you during that time and Eat chuck rocks. Oh well, no, chuck rocks at them, which I, I'm basically going to be putting holes in your corn. It's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Have you ever eaten squirrel? <laughs> I have not. It's it's delicious. Mm, okay. Yeah, we shot one the other day, and um, David is like basically stealing all of it from me. So we like to go squirrel hunting. That's like our our pastime. That and fishing. So. Mm-hmm. There is that. But everybody, thank you so much. Check out the Planter app in the link below. Patreon link below. All those good stuff. Check it all out. Enjoy. And until next time, I think we should do something. I think we should all learn to grow and grow for change. See ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.